Welcome back to PJ's Ponderings. We are in season two. Today is episode seven, all about small group ministry in youth ministry. So uh, I just, as a individual, strongly believe that small groups are the primary and most effective way that we disciple students. Uh, while I think that worship and speaking and the the sermons and all of these other things, the events that we do, they all certainly have their place and they all help move the needle of faith in the lives of students. I just have seen in my own personal life, uh, and I've seen it as I've led in ministry and now as I pastor a youth ministry, that small groups just take the cake when it comes to seeing life change in students. And I want to talk a little bit about why that is. So um, for this episode, we're going to lean into just kind of what's the purpose of small group discussions? How does that line up with scripture and what we're called to do? How do we best facilitate them? And then maybe how do we respond when things maybe are not going the way that we hope? So to start out, what's the why? What's the purpose of small groups when it comes to youth ministry? Well, uh, one thing that I think is really important is that small group discussion times really allow students a smaller context where they're able to ask questions and engage with the topic or the scripture at hand more easily and I would say more in depth. It also opens the doors for students who maybe feel um, as though they are more introverted, they have a harder time speaking up, asking questions. Um, as you continue in a consistent small group with the same people, you begin to build friendship and relationship, and some of those barriers and defenses just tend to come down over time as the group has experiences together and and learns together. And what that leads to over time is actually much deeper uh, relationship, deeper vulnerability, more honesty on the questions that are truly on their heart. And so I think it long-term really sets us up to better serve our students. It also allows you as a leader, not just a pastor, but also for youth leaders, allows you to deepen your connections with students. You get to hear about just, you know, the, the way that they think. You get to hear about the things that they love to do and what they're involved in outside of school and family and youth group. And you get to really champion them in that and encourage them to uh, honor God and to involve God in those other areas of life and, and just give some wisdom to that. Uh, it again, it just um, it helps us to dive deeper into scripture or topics. And in that, I think one of the other key elements is that it helps us or allows us to teach them or model how to study the scripture, how to think critically, uh, honestly about life circumstances, but also how to respectfully challenge others around them. I can remember multiple times in my uh, time thus far as a Christian being in a small group where I had a certain thought about God or about theology and, you know, being younger in my faith um, at certain times. I would ask questions that I just, I honestly didn't know. And I would have people who had been following Jesus for much longer than me. Uh, they had the chance to then be that voice and to share and utilize their wisdom, the knowledge that they've gained over time with the Lord. And they've been able to speak that over me and, and just like help me grow in my own understanding of a number of different things. And so it allows for students also to be the teacher in a way of biblical content, which 
if we know anything about the mind and how it works and um, is that when we are able to teach something, it actually anchors in our mind much more significantly. And so that also is allowing students who have that wisdom and experience in church and in youth group and in the faith, it allows them to put into practice what God has called them to do, uh, which is to make disciples. That's not just for us as adults. They are called to make disciples of the nations as well. And so it models and it gives them opportunity to really use their giftings starting at a younger age, which I think is such a win for us uh, as a ministry, but really for them in their personal walk as well. Um, Now, I want to transition and talk a little bit more now into like, how do you facilitate a small group? What are some of the key elements? How, like, just how do you approach that as an adult leader? Um, you know, some ministries don't have small groups as a consistent part of what they do, or it's, um, they only do it a couple times a month or, uh, or, or whatnot. Like there's just, there's multiple models on how people approach it. Uh, but when it comes to small groups, we choose to do weekly. Um, and I think that there's a lot of benefit to that uh, in building the relationships with our students and, and providing time and opportunity to really dive into the topics and the scriptures that we're discussing in the messages. Um, a small note there that I would, I would say is important is we kind of craft our services around small groups. So though we might have a, a game or two, some hangout time, uh, you know, we, we have a message, we have a time of worship. Um, you know, I try to craft my messages to be in the 12 to 15 minute range, not because I don't think that students can handle longer because I think they can, but I just value small groups more than me standing on stage. And I want to talk about why. When we really look at it, um, you know, students are talked at, I think that's very intentional language here. Uh, Students are talked at the majority of their day. You think by their parents, as parents are trying to get kids out the door and get off to work themselves, you've got teachers and coaches who are all teaching and training, and they are often talking at uh, students. And not that that is necessarily totally bad, but it does in some ways, um, you know, limit what students are able to do. And so we want to provide, I believe, a platform really for their voice to be heard. I think it's important for them to have that. I think it's important for students to build a strong community around them um, of believers where they can be honest and be vulnerable about the good and the hard in life, but also where they can ask the honest questions that are on their heart. And so I think that this really assists. I think small groups really assists in that. It gives them a chance where they get to be heard. Um, And for some students, that might be the, you know, one consistent time a week where they feel like they have a voice. And I just, I don't think we should underestimate the power that that actually is uh, in the life of a student. So with that in mind, um, you know, when we're approaching and facilitating small groups, and I think that's such an important term is that we are facilitating. We are not dominating. We are not giving a second sermon. Um, We're not giving our entire testimony per se, although there may be a time and a place for that, but just not every single week, right? We want to give students platform to speak and to even answer so that they're able to share the wisdom that God has given them. So with that in mind, uh, you know, some just simple practical things. 
you don't want to ask yes or no questions. So if you do small groups, uh, I also believe as a pastor, you should provide small group questions to your leaders ahead of your youth group meeting. I try to get those out to my leaders on Tuesdays and we meet for youth on Wednesdays. Um, sometimes I'm ahead of the game, get it to them Monday afternoon. Sometimes I'm behind the game and I get it to them Wednesday morning. But I do think that they um, should get it at least a few hours ahead of your youth group meeting so they have time to think through it. So as you're crafting those or even in your training of your leaders, encourage them to avoid yes or no questions. We want to try to go for depth and real critical thinking here. So we want to ask more open-ended and situational questions that allow students to engage and then respond. Um, in light of that, this is big, and this is something they teach in education world as well, uh, that silence is necessary. Uh, for a lot of students, you have internal processors who they're, just get, they're gonna take more than five seconds to think about what they think about your question. And so you have to give some space for that. Um, it's estimated that after eight to 10 seconds of silence, someone in the room will speak up. We don't have to fill empty space and I think sometimes we get uncomfortable as even the adults with that empty silent space. So we jump in preemptively trying to give something else to think about when sometimes it is in that waiting and in that space that God actually speaks the strongest and maybe works in the hearts of students and, and then prompts them with something to ask or something to share. And we need to give them time to think about what they think about a topic or a question. So um, within that, keeping that in mind, we do want space, but we also don't want it to just be silent the whole time. Uh, it is great to offer personal stories and connections to the theme or the topic. This can actually help students make a personal connection to the story and the discussion and might spur on a memory or a thought in them that they then would share to add into the discussion. So sometimes I think it's after, you know, a good break, a good section of silence. If you do have a personal thought or story, uh, you know, I think always think um, brief, not long. Um, you're not doing a sermonette. You are giving a thought, right? And, I, and I, I think it's important that we frame it in that way. I also think we need to know our students. And if you do have small groups as a key part of your ministry, then your small group leader should know your student base fairly well for any particular group, whichever one that they lead. Being familiar with, with which students are okay with you calling them out to answer a question and knowing which ones might withdraw under that pressure. So, um, we do have that opportunity and I don't think we should shy away from asking directly individual students to answer or to give a thought. Um, but I do think we need to be careful on who that is and how often we might do that. So keep that in mind as well. Um, I, I think this is another benefit of small groups in that as we facilitate this and as uh, students are part of it over time, it also helps build up maybe your more shy and introverted students to feel like they can participate. Um, I, that can also be led into by an encouragement at the beginning of um, your small group time to say, hey, I know some of you maybe are a little bit more withdrawn. Some of you maybe don't like to share in front of a group, but we just wanna let you know that your thoughts are important. Your thoughts are valuable to the, to the discussion and they 
add and they help us to understand all together more about who Jesus is. So as much as we can kind of point them to the benefit and the positives of being engaged and connecting and sharing their thoughts, I think we're going to see more, and I have seen, I would say, more engagement as you go. Now, one of the questions I get often from new leaders in particular, if they've never worked with youth, um, is what if students don't respond? Now, this is a little repetitive, but as I stated before, silence isn't always bad. It's actually often, I would say, constructive um, in that it forces us to really lean in and, and think about, well, what do I think about this? And do I have an example or a memory or um, you know something that I've learned before that I can then pass on to the group? So silence isn't bad. Um, and, and I think we need to work on our own perspectives on on that reality that that God actually speaks loudest when we shut our mouths and it gives us a better opportunity to hear what he has to say, right? So um, again, it's a tension to be managed, not something to be necessarily fixed. But uh, one truth too is if students aren't responding, they might actually be confused on what you're looking for, what you're actually asking. So I often, when there's a stretch of silence, I will try to reframe the question with different wording, um, as a lot of times that actually helps students to connect with the question and be like, oh, that's what you were meaning. I didn't quite get it the first time. So reframing or rewording questions is a really powerful tool as well that you can use as a small group leader. Um, you can reiterate the question you can also, sometimes students are just, they're just plain hesitant to, to speak what's on their mind. Um, so you can re reiterate how their participation is kind of what allows them to learn and gain understanding. Uh, I, I tell students all the time, like, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. You, I think that's just kind of a truism of life. Like, if, if you're not engaging in, in putting forth, uh, you know, some effort, like, God's still there. He's still going to meet you where you're at. But if you're not willing to take those steps that he is directing and calling you to, then you're not going to see growth. Um, and again, you can call, yes, you can call on specific students to answer a question. I think it is important to actually kind of evoke that and pull that out of them a little bit um, and encourage them to do so. Next kind of question I often get from leaders is what if students ask a question that I don't know the answer to or I don't know how to answer? Well, let me say this. Welcome to the club. <laughs> you don't have to answer every question that will be asked, and that is okay. You don't have to know the answer to every question that will be asked, and that is okay. Uh, I have been a youth pastor for now almost uh, nine, almost 10 years, it seems, and then you know multiple years leading prior to that. And there's multiple, still, still, there are questions where I'm not sure how to answer in the moment. And maybe that's partly... Uh, you know, I want to make sure that I am answering in a way that is theologically sound. And so I want to take more time to look into it. Or maybe it's just in the moment, the topic that's brought up is maybe more of a conversation to have separately with that student. Um, I never hesitate to say, hey, how about you and I connect at the end of youth group and we can chat through that in a little bit more depth. Or to say, hey, you know, I have some thoughts on this, but I want to 
give you like the most solid and like biblical answer that I can. Would you be okay with taking the next week um, and just, I will look into it and I'll come back to you next week with a little bit better thought out answer. And then other times I might offer and say, well, here's my initial thought and I'll share my thought. And then I'll let them know if you want to dive into this more deeply, let me know and we can come back to this another time and I'll put some research and some thought into it. Um, so just be honest with them. I think it's, if anything, going to build uh, their trust with you if you are willing to just own that moment to say, look, I'm not sure. Or look, I'm, I don't know the answer to that. Let me go talk to the youth pastor and I'll get back to you next week. It is always good to let them see you model that humility and model what it looks like to go to someone in leadership or another person to seek more wisdom and guidance on an answer. That is a great thing to be teaching our students. So on that, uh, I would also say use your resources, right? You can ask other leaders in the room, like, hey, why don't we go over and let's ask this leader. I know that they have a lot of experience with that. Or, hey, let's, like, right after a small group, let's go grab, um, you know, Pastor Joel, um, you know, which is me. <laughs> but, like, go, let's go grab the youth pastor. Let's go grab this person. And they, they might be able to give us some more clarity on it, right? So all in all, I would say uh, small groups are incredibly important. I think for all the reasons I've already said, you know, it just, it provides a safe environment for real questions to be asked and to be answered. It provides an opportunity for students with experience and wisdom to share what they have learned um, with the oversight of a leader who, you know, just can make sure that it is biblically accurate, that it is good advice. Um, and it also helps students to take their next steps in their faith. You know, for a student that has a big summer camp experience and they put their faith in Jesus and we're so excited about it and it's wonderful and we should and we do celebrate those things, um, that student is going to have tons of questions and they're going to face a lot of difficulty in a way as they seek to align themselves to God um, in the process of, of aligning and changing the way that you think and the way that you live um, from what was to what God is now calling you to do as a believer is a really tough process. And those first months and that first year especially is very important for new to faith students. And so small groups just provide such a great opportunity and great environment for students to lean into those things and to ask questions and to learn from others. And, and it gives you a great chance to lead through other people. And I think, um, you know, Jesus is the prime example of that. He didn't take every single thing on himself. There are many things where he sent the, uh, the disciples out to do ministry. There are many times where he had them be a part of what he was doing. And I just, I don't think that that has changed. God is always inviting us to say yes and to be a part of what he is working. Uh, and I really, we have to have that in mind, that it is God doing the work. We are so lucky. <laughs> we are so privileged that he would trust us to even be a part of reaching his children. And so we need to hold this in high regard. And I, and I just really believe that small groups are one of the best ways that we can disciple the next generation towards Jesus. So with all of that in mind, if you're not doing small groups, I really think you should do small groups. I just think it's incredible. Uh, I think the opportunity 
is just unmatched when it comes to youth ministry um, in what God could do through the collective group of leaders that you might have or that you might build the team for. Um, so I really think that this is a crucial thing for you to add to your ministry or to develop more in your ministry and to make sure that you're providing resources to your leaders so that they can feel confident and competent uh, in what they're doing. They're not gonna know all the answers, that's okay. They're gonna make mistakes, guess what? <laughs> that's okay, we do too as pastors. And if you are a pastor, you know that to be true. So our job is to guide them, it is to disciple our leaders as they work on discipling the young leaders that we have in our ministry. Um, the last thing that I would want to say is on that note, the way that you speak about your students to your leaders and the way that you speak about your students to your students really carries weight. They are not just kids. Look at Paul's writing in his letter to Timothy saying, do not let them look down on you because you are young, but instead, Timothy, be the example in faith, love, purity, and self-control. The same is true today. We face a lot of different things, a lot of similar things to the people in those biblical times. But what we see is that God entrusted young people to lead. Um, and I think we should too. We should provide opportunities for students to be involved, to, to lead in different ways, to have ownership within the ministry. Um, it should be student-led because it is for the students and it should be by the students in a lot of ways with the oversight, of course, of the pastor and the leadership. But uh, we need to be speaking highly of them, calling them up to the calling that Christ has on their life and encouraging them in that light. So thank you for joining us. Uh, season two, episode seven of PJ's Ponderings, all about small group ministry. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon.